0: Episode we're going to talk about hip, buttock and groin pain. The red flags in hip buttock and groin pain include skid rendus, history of trauma, arthritis, cancer, fever, general systemic features, any lower limb power loss, rapid joint swelling after trauma, or a constant localized pain unaffected by movements. Serious disorders not to be missed in hip, buttock and groin pain include cardiovascular claudication metastatic cancer osteoid osteoma septic arthritis osteomyelitis TB local infections prostitis, synovial chondromatosis, DDH Perthes Sufi transit synovitis and juvenile chronic arthritis so, or juvenile chronic disease the age ranges that you're going to pick up DDH is 0 to 4 is four to eight. Transit sonovitis is four to eight, and Sufi is ten to fifteen. Mm-hmm. In undifferentiated hip pain, you want to ask about nildecaf, morning stiffness. morning stiffness. Does the pain come on after walking? Does it stop when resting? Backache? Similar ache around shoulders? lost weight recently and how far can you walk general principles of musculoskeletal exam include look, feel, move, measure, test function, look elsewhere and x-ray exam of the hip is you want to inspect it, skin, muscle, bone and inspect the gait you want to palpate a midpoint of the inguinal ligament for tenderness you want to test flexion to 125 external rotation to 45 internal rotation to 45, abduction to 45 and adduction to 30 measurements in the exam of the hip you want to do a true leg length where you measure the aces to the medial malleolus we can do the umbilicus to the medial malleolus and apparent leg length. The functional tests in hip exam include doing looking for antalgic gait, coxalgic gait, Trendelenburg gait the Trendelenburg test, so the helmet pelvis will drop if it's abnormal. Thomas test for fixed flexion deformity. Squeeze test for osteotis pubis. So Thomas test is where you lift both legs up and then put one down. The femoracetabular acetabular impingement test, which is where you get the hip into 90 degrees of flexion, do max internal rotation, and then bring leg into adduction. That's called the fader. So flex, internally rotate, then adduct. And then you put some pressure down on each one. Pre- reproduction of the pain indicates intraarticular hip pathology. And you want to do the Faber test, which is flexion, external rotation, and abduction. Then you want to look elsewhere, examine the back, SI joints, lower limbs, hernia, and consider PID. Investigations in undifferentiated hip pain include rheumatoid factor, FBC, ESRCP, ANT-CCP, uh plain x-ray of the pelvis showing both hips, do lateral x-ray, you can do frog lateral x-ray in children, X-ray of the lumbosacral spine and SI joints. CT scan. MRI can show a stress fracture or early avascular necrosis or early osteomyelitis. Uh, You can do a needle aspiration of the joint. You can do an ultrasound in kids looking for fluid in the joint, septic arthritis, or you can localize any osteomyelitic abscesses. You can do an ultrasound for accurate femoral head assessment and neonates for DDH. So risk factors for DDH would include family history, breech birth, oligohydramnius, and caesarean sections. The features of history in DDH are that you've got male to female 6 to 1, asymmetry in 40%, tight adductors and short leg, You'd have a family history of DDH and breech birth, a history of oligohydramnios, or a history of cesarean sections. Exam in DDH would consist of the Ortolani and Barlow test. Investigations in DDH would include ultrasound. Management of DDH, you must refer them to a paediatrician. For zero to six months, you can use a Pavlik harness or abduction splint. 3 to 18 months do surgical reduction and a pelvic spicacast. Greater than 18 months do open reduction and osteotomy. Complications of DDH include acetabular dysplasia and premature osteoarthritis. The pathology in Perthes disease is that you have avascular necrosis of the femoral head. Features and history of Perthes disease would be a limp and aching hip or groin in a male to female 4 to 1 ratio, age 4 to 8, with possible knee pain um, and limited movement in abduction and internal rotation. Investigations in Perthes would be an x-ray, the space would be increased and the head would be too lateral. It would also show sclerosis, deformity, and collapse of the femoral capital epiphysis. Management of Perthes consists of providing crutches, referring urgently the aim to keep the femoral head from becoming flat. The features of history in transient synovitis is that you have a child aged 3 to 8, sudden onset of hip pain and a limp can usually walk but with a limp. You might have a history of recent trauma or urti. You'll have painful limitation of movements, mainly abduction and rotation. Bloods will be normal and ultrasounds will show fluid in the joint. The outcome of transient synovitis is that it will settle in seven days without sequelae. Treatment of transient synovitis bed rest, crutches, analgesics, follow-up with x-ray in four to six months to exclude Perthes and do an aspiration under general anaesthetic to exclude septic arthritis. Moving on to Sufi. Sufi normally presents an adolescent obese 10 to 15 years such as a heavy pre pubertal boy. Pain can be bilateral in 20% and you can present with a limp, irritability of movement, anterior hip pain, knee pain, hip rotating into in external rotation on flexion. It often lies in external rotation. Most movements are restricted. Investigations will include x-ray. Management would be cease weight bearing and refer urgently to orthopedics. So overall, if you've got undifferentiated hip pain in kids, you can do full blood count, ESR, CRP, aspiration of the joint, ultrasound, and x-ray. Causes of hip pain in the elderly, we might leave this one there, and then we'll do this in part two.